Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So hello everyone and welcome once again to another episode of the Game Global Podcast hosted by moi. Kieran Callum. So I might have said this before, but this is a show that's here to give you tips, tools and resources that you can use to smash your dating and your sexual goals. Now, we're doing something a little bit different now because a lot of you guys are curious about what it would be like to be coached by me. And now here I'm going to show you this in real time. I'm here with a very handsome, dapper and sexy young man known as Edmund. And I, I have no idea what his specific issues are but he's gonna speak to me and tell me about them and I will help him in real time. So Edmund, good to have you here, man. Hey man, how you doing? It's nice to finally put the uh, name and face together, man. The the man behind the plan, the the myth and the legend, I appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's nice to be called the myth and the legend. (laughs) So what's going on? What are you dealing with? Like, what is it that you're struggling with where women are concerned? And just tell me everything. Everything, man. Okay. Everything. Well, I'm going to lay it out as, as best as I can. Um, well, one, with, with I guess you could call it with game, I see the concepts. I know the concepts in, in t- to a degree, but I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm very versed in everything that I need to know. When it comes to women, um, I just recently started – like talking to a lot of them. Well, I think and, my and, thing and, is, and, one quick thing. Could you put your phone on landscape mode? So we landscape. Yeah, try. yeah, yeah. Is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. Yeah, cool. I think one thing when it comes to women, um, I think I'm just too nice. I'm I'm too nice about it. I'm too. I'm just like. I just care too much. I think. When it comes to women, most of the women I've recently run into, I was just being me, being yourself, you know, whatever they tell you in the movies, be yourself. That works the best. And I've went on some dates. Some went well, some stood me up, some where they just never called back. Another thing that's happened for me is that I've lost some weight. Like I've lost like 80 pounds in the last three to four months. And I think even some of those women, some of those women that have, you know, stood me up came back. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe I just need to continue losing weight. And that's kind of the thing that, that propels me to another level with, with talking to women. But in terms of like principles and, and actually, like, I don't need scripts. Like I, I just, if I know the principles well enough, I can come up with, I can be creative enough to come up with my own own things that make sense, that fit, fit my style, my personality. Mm. All right, so when you say that you feel like you're too nice, what does that look like to you? What is it that you have done and said and how have you been responded to that makes you think, oh yeah, okay, I must actually be too nice? <laughs> I think um, in terms of a response, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. There was this one girl that um, she came on to me and she was like, you know, at first I didn't give her much attention. I was just like letting it be. 
because I was just tired of giving girls attention giving them exactly what they want and, and not going anywhere or working out. And so then she told me that she wanted me, she wanted me and that she wanted me to apply pressure, you know, to show that I wanted her as well. So I started just being myself, taking her out more, spending more time with her. And then all of a sudden, when I wanted to spend more time with her, she wanted, she wasn't really responsive in terms of spending time with me. Right. And so like, I've done the buy flowers and, you know, I mean, take her on date and open the door and open the car door, open the, the door to the restaurant, put her in her seat. I've done all that, but I've just re recently just come into like, that stuff doesn't work anymore, honestly. Mm. So tell me this, what do you think a woman wants from a man? <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of this because I'm starting to see where I think your issues might be. But yeah, what do you think a woman wants? And don't tell me what you think I want to hear based on the fact that I asked the question. Tell yeah. me what you believe. Exactly what I believe. Yeah. That woman wants. yeah. I think <laughs> it sounds bad, but I think women are looking for someone to be able to provide their lifestyle. Um, that's just my belief about women at this point. Because I, I don't think women are really genuinely looking for guys that um, that can care about them, that can you know that can nurture them as well. I just think at this point they're looking for someone that can complement their lifestyle and help them live the lifestyle they want to live. And if you fall in love, cool. If not, oh well. That's, so, that's kind of what I believe about it right now. So here's something very interesting about what you said. You have said two things, and the two things that you said have nothing to do with real sexual attraction. So you said a woman, women are looking for guys that can provide for their lifestyle. So as in, I'm a provider. Um, if you be with me, I will keep you in shoes. I will keep you in handbags. I will buy, take you out and take you on holidays, blah, 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 which is great. And women do like that, but that's... And that has nothing to do with attraction. And then you also said a guy who cares about them and lets them know that he's there for them emotionally and stuff like that, which is great, which any woman listening to would say, no, I do want that. Yes, I do. How dare you say, I want that. But none of that has anything to do with like red hot sexual desire. You didn't say okay. anything about it. So now I'm curious, can you tell me a bit more about you and your background? Like for instance, what yeah. kind of music do you listen to? Oh, music, um, I'm 100%, uh, I'm a Drake fan, uh, huge Drake yeah, fan, <laughs> Drake, yeah, huge Drake fan, um, more so R&B, I'd rather listen to R&B than hip-hop, like, yeah, 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 there we go, but mm. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely like all three, um, most days I'm listening to trap, but like on the wine and dine days, definitely throw on the R&B playlist so yeah so do you see yourself as the kind of guy who would make a woman red with hot lust and pin her down and ravish her and make her feel like a real woman or make her feel like giddy and nervous in his presence uh honestly no, I, I don't think so. I think I'm I'm more so the 
I definitely I feel like I definitely make women feel good, but more so from a humor standpoint, from a from a like keeping it lighthearted standpoint. Maybe. But in terms of like when I when I hear you say that, I hear more so like a aggressive ish type of person. Like aggressive with yeah, but I I don't I'm not really aggressive with um with it. I kind of just go with the flow with it. Okay. Do you have aggression inside you? A hundred percent. You do? Oh, yeah. So there's a level that I could push you to where you would completely switch and I'd see a different side of you and it would be a very masculine, very angry, very ready to fuck shit up part of you and your personality. Easily. All right. Well, the re- the place where you're going wrong with women is that you don't show that side of yourself to them. That's it. They need that side of themselves. And I know this from, it's not just like, oh, I'm a dating coach, but because I've actually been where you are, which is that growing up, I don't know about you and where you live and stuff, but growing up, I was usually the only black person in my class at school or in the area that I lived in. And I was only ever around other black people on the weekends. So in the middle of the week, I'm around loads of white people and I'm hearing all of the stereotypes that they would say about black people and black men and black men are this black men are that you're 50 cent. You're going to shoot someone, you'll beat them, all that stuff. And that then made me scared to show any kind of aggression because I didn't want to be seen to be that negative stereotype, which then meant that when I was with girls, they're like, ah, just not really feeling the vibe really because all of that stuff, you know, like here's all of that, negative quote-unquote black man stereotype it's highly sexual that's the reason why like white men all around the world white men who are listening to this video now they go to blacked.com to specifically watch black men fucking white women which i think is just kind of weird but that's like (laughs) a big thing that's a very big thing but forget forgetting the race element forget the race element of what i'm saying what i'm getting at is that primal like thing inside which is i'm a man and i will fuck shit up you're you are not showing that to women at all women need to feel like she needs to feel okay she needs to feel safe right she needs to feel safe with you that's very true but a huge part of how she feels safe with you is by feeling like you have the ability to protect her you know what i mean so for instance it's a dangerous world out there if you're like Mr. Nice, Sweet, Happy, Go, Lucky and Lovable, that's great. But what happens when two men try to mug her or mug you and them? Or what happens when some guy grabs her butt in the club? How are you going to keep her safe? It's that dangerous part of you, that anger, that masculinity, that primal thing inside that she needs to feel and that's going to make her feel like a woman. And from the moment you opened your mouth and started talking to me, it was like the pieces are just coming together. It's really nice. I bet women, I bet women like you. I bet they do. <clears throat> I bet <clears throat> you meet 10 women and you communicate with them for an hour. At the end of that hour, eight of them minimum are going to go, I like this guy. This is a fantastic human being. This is like, I have nothing but good feelings <laughs> towards this guy. I totally believe that. But what you're not doing is being the kind of guy that they're going to fantasize about. Mm. What you, mm, you don't let that side of you out. That's what you need to do. 
So what do you think about what I just said? <laughs> Some of it may be like, like he mentioned earlier, the upbringing of, um, of being that type of guy uh, that's like very aggressive and, and stereotypical. Um, man, I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to digest. But, well, let me ask you this, and maybe this will help me kind of process it a little bit better. Could you tell me more about your your background? I, I, like, I, I see the I see the uh, I see the craftsmanship, you know, that you display with 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 your game and and what you do in the game world. But but tell me a little bit more about your background. You look like me, being straight up, you know what I'm saying, and and that would probably help me digest this a little bit better. Okay, 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 okay. So, like I said before, right? so I grew up, I'm from England, I grew up in a city called Birmingham, um, which Birmingham, Alabama is named after, second city in the UK. Now, where I happen to live, I lived in a white area. So, I'm surrounded by white people midweek, and they're like, you're different, you're white, you're different, you're white. And then in the weekends, I'd be with black people, and the black people I was with on the weekend would say, you're different, you sound like a white person. Because I've been with white people all week, so now I sound like the white people. So the white people who were saying I was, I, the white people who said I was different, all the time I spent with them, I sounded like them. So then when I was with black people on the weekend, they say, "No, nah, you're not one of us. You sound like one of them." And it's like, "Fuck, where the fuck do I actually belong?" And I was always in trouble, always, because I had like a lot of energy and I would like break things and stuff like that. And my parents were always in situations where they weren't proud of me. That's how it felt, and. I grew up just feeling like the world was against me. Like, like the world didn't know me, the world didn't understand me, stuff like this. Like I would listen to music and it's like, hold on, you're black, you're not meant to listen to that kind of music. You know, yeah, that's white people music, you know, it's like, whereas I'm just kind of being me. <clears throat> and I had a really big temper growing up, like a huge temper. And I was always told to calm it down, calm it down. And that in conjunction with hearing the negative black guy stereotypes, it made me, it made me downplay those parts of myself. So I have all of this anger and all of this rage and I'd never really show it until people push me to a breaking point and then I'll just fucking explode on them. But I would never show it. And I was always with girls and I, I remember watching Coming to America. I'm sure you've seen Coming to America, right? Great. Yeah. One of the, the best movies ever made. In that movie, there's a scene where Daryl from Soul Glow, he's talking to friggin' Akeem and he goes, you know what a woman wants is a man to take charge and tell her what to do. And that film makes him seem like such an arsehole that I remember watching that and you see Eddie Murphy's face and he's like, oh my God, you pig, I hate this guy. And that got into my head and like, I believed that. And it made so much sense. It was like, no, because if she, she will, women have agency and they can do what they want. And if a woman wants me, she will let me know. And she will let me know that she wants all of these things. But the truth is, it's actually not true. Nine times out of 10, they're not gonna let you know what she actually wants. The crazy thing, and this is something I learned over time is that say, you probably, you work, right? You, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sure over the years you've worked with women. Yeah? And the mm -hmm. women you've worked with, they, 
they turn up to work and they do the job and it's absolutely fine. And when they want something, they let you know, so I need this and I need this and I need this by this date. And then you communicate clearly to them and boom, boom, boom. And we figured that the way you interact with women at work is the way you'd interact with them romantically. But it's actually not true. It's really not. Because when women are at work, they switch into their masculine brains, which is thinking like a man and acting like a man. But that's not who they are at their core. At their core, they're actually feminine. And the feminine brain doesn't act like the masculine brain at all. And the feminine brain basically wants to be overwhelmed by your masculine energy. That is it. So she wants you it's like it's like let's say you've got two movies right you've got <clears throat> you've got a horror movie and you've got an action movie now you sit down and you create the greatest horror movie that you can or you create the greatest action movie that you can and mm -hmm. but you don't in order for this movie to be awesome you don't like second guess what people will and won't like you just create the best movie and then you say, this is our movie. This is what it is. This is what we've done. And then people either resonate with it or they won't. And you see what I mean? So your, to tie this back to you, your goal is to be the best version of you. And like, or to express all of it, I stand for this. I don't stand for that. I stand for this. I don't stand for that, right? Even like the things that, again, like might be aggressive. This is actually why women test guys. Women will test men a lot. But I'm not just talking about things like shit tests where they're doing like subconscious tests that I don't realize, but like literal direct tests. A woman will test you to see like what you do when you're pissed off. So she might say something annoying to see, okay, so is he going to stand up for himself? And then if you do, she's like, oh, okay, this is good. So this means that he's a man who stands up for his convictions and he's strong and he's powerful. Oh, that actually makes me feel safe. And so the point I'm making is, I feel like I'm just firing ideas left, right and centre, is that by you taking, you're not giving women all of you, you're giving them like 60% of you or 70% of you, and you're specifically not giving them the part of you that will get them wet. The part of you that will get them wet, that you're specifically hiding that. And then you're wondering, like I used to, why is it that I can't get these women? Like, what's going on? So, yeah. um, have I have I answered your question? Yeah, yeah. I I, so, don't, I, I mean, because I, it's hard to hear in terms of like, so I'm just not being aggressive enough. But nope. Then the next question is just like, how how does that? How do I switch this? this aggressiveness to be me all the time right because it's, it's it's almost like breaking barriers to to kind of do some some of these things in terms of like talking to women in a certain way well all right there's a few things you can do number one are you actually aware of the aggression that you have inside you or do you ever actually like feel it yes all the okay, time cool. all the time all the all time. Right. Great. So here's one thing that you're going to do. You're going to sit down and you're going to write out a list of ways that not being aggressive has actually hurt you. Like everything. So for instance, think of the last woman who said, um, I'm not really into you. It's just friends or blah, blah, blah. That's a result of you not being aggressive. Right. How has that actually hurt you? Think of times when you've been in bed and you didn't make the woman come. You realize that nine 
nine times out of ten, the woman wants to be properly dominated in bed. Properly. Now you're mm-hmm. gonna what? You're gonna listen to an R and B video, and they're gonna show you like all of this lovey dovey stuff and blah yeah. blah blah. And that's nice, but that's not really what they want at the core. It isn't. So when you are too nice with women in bed too often, by and large, I don't like as much as if you really just like let them have it and say, you know what, this is me, this is who the fuck I am. Like obviously you can switch it up and stuff, but you're actually, you have been in bed with women who were deeply disappointed. And I say that from experience. You've been in bed with women who are deeply disappointed and they didn't say anything to you. They didn't say anything. But afterwards, like, they might have just told their friends or, or whatnot. They're like, ah, oh, that's all that was. Oh. So look at that. So my point is, sit down and think of every way. Oh, you don't look happy now, and that's good. There you go. Your face doesn't look happy. That's excellent. <laughs> we need that. We need that. I actually mean that. When I say that's good as well, I mean that. And this is the reason why. Because what you have to do is you have to change your relationship to the um, state of being. So your state of being was, um, I'm Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Mr. Nice Guy. This is who I am. And you are being Mr. Nice Guy because you feel like being Mr. Nice Guy is a good thing to do. That will help you. That's why you're doing it. Obviously, it makes sense. But you have to get your brain to realize that being Mr. Nice Guy is actually a very bad thing that's going to hurt you. And a great way. And then that's how your brain will change. That's one thing. So fantastic way to do that is to show your brain no 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 being mr nice guy is hurting me here 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 and here and but like really think so how have you damaged yourself or lost out or something by being mr nice guy times when you've spent money let's say like your bank account could be bigger because you go out and you spend money on girls maybe you know have you have you taken girls out on like trips? oh yeah you go, um, yeah. Trips, trips, no. But like, no. yeah, like dinners easily here spend 200, 300 a dinner. Easily. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And you're just trying to come up with things to do. Here's something, right? I bet you there have been times when you've taken a girl out to dinner and she's had a very nice time. And at the end, she said, um, I'm going to go home now. And then on the way home, she's texted some guy and then she, that guy's come around to her place and fucked her. So you took her out, you gave her the nice meal, you were really nice and cordial, all of that yeah. really good stuff. And then she texted the guy on the way home, maybe even in the bathroom while she was uh, with you in the restaurant or whatnot. And then she actually went home to meet that guy or went back to his place. Stuff like that. Or even like girlfriends you have had. So... My first girlfriend was a real prude. Like, there was loads of stuff she couldn't do. Loads of stuff. Like, loads of stuff she refused to do. And she was very selfish sexually. And at the time, I thought to myself, oh, she was selfish, she's a bitch, she's this and that. The truth is this. I'm reasonably sure now, looking back, that she would have done more stuff in bed if I was more masculine. I'm reasonably sure. Like, if I was to meet her now and we was to fuck again, it would be a completely different story. But she encountered the version of me back then and the version of me that she encountered, she wasn't really prepared to satisfy sexually. Like, yeah. But look at that, because that's you as well. So are we, so to make sure I'm getting the concept, are we saying that masculinity is tied to our aggression? Largely, yeah. I mean... Look, largely, yeah, <laughs> largely, absolutely largely. Because at the end of the day, it's 
if you were in some tribe and a horde of barbarians comes running over the hill, what's going to happen? Well, forget even in a tribe. Like, let's literally say now that in your town, wherever you live, randomly Russian soldiers appear and start shooting people. Everybody is going to expect all of the men to start defending the town. That's yeah. what's going to happen. 90% of the women are going to carry in fear. There will be like what, 0.5 women out of 10 who's going to stand up and defend the, the town with the men. But most women are going to carry in fear and protect the children. And the men are going to be expected to get up and solve the problem. That's it. It's like a huge part of being a man is like protecting your loved ones and conquering the environment. And if you don't have that kind of energy about you, women will feel it. And if they don't feel it, they're not going to be attracted to it. So in terms of finding your masculinity and like, because because when I hear you say it, I'm thinking about all the things that or all the moments I could have been more aggressive and how nervous, I guess how nervous I may have felt or how I feel about thinking about it, of how it could have went or how it probably would have went in terms of maybe her not being receptive to it, her not responding, how I think she's going to respond. Or maybe that's just a lack of belief that I may be experiencing in myself. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know um, what that transition looked like for you when you first started embracing the masculinity. Um, cool. So it looked like a lot of anger. And when I say anger, I don't mean like a natural masculine anger. I mean, it looked like a lot of me being really angry and frustrated that I'd been fucking up like that for so long. And a lot of walking the streets and looking at various um, situations I'd been in and realizing how I'd it come across. And the thing is, with me, the truth is, I say this not, well, I'm saying it because it's true. Most people who know me realize that if you needed someone to be your partner in a fight to the death, I'm that guy you actually want to have. And it pissed me off that I was constantly with girls and I had no idea that that was true, like zero. And that they were ditching me for other men who I probably could kill if I wanted to, but I don't believe that I could kill them, but I actually could. I remember we being with my ex and actually, well, yeah, I'll tell you one story. Once I was with my ex and we were on, on our bed and the conversation came up and she genuinely thought that she could overpower me. I was like, what the hell? And she goes, she genuinely believed it. So I said, all right. I said, do you do realize that I hold back when I'm with you because I don't want to hurt you? And she didn't realize it. So I said, all right, try and move. I pinned her down and she could not move. And she was shocked. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I was like, do you really actually think that what you have seen is the extent of the level of strength that I have? Are you out of your fucking mind? She's like, oh my God, I couldn't move. I couldn't move. But this is the thing, because I'd shown, like I'd been holding back so much, that's what she actually thought. I remember, right, um, 10 years ago, literally like 10 years ago, I was seeing this girl and it was going really well. She thought I was God's gift. And then 
at some point she started to lose attraction because I was way too nice. And as she started to lose attraction, she started to do disrespectful things. And I didn't call her out on the disrespectful things that she did because I was scared of losing her. And bit by bit, it built and built and built. And then eventually she ended it. And I was hurt. And I was walking the streets for days trying to figure out what went wrong for days. And I remember I was so angry. I was so angry that, and I'm not saying that this is great that I was this angry, but I'm just being honest with you. I was so angry that part of me wanted someone to like push me so I didn't have an excuse to fight them. I was really angry. And as I was walking the street and I'm so angry, I, at some point it hit me. It's like, oh my God, the reason this happened is because when she was acting like a little bitch, I didn't check her on it at all. That's the reason why this happened. And I was like, that is never going to fucking happen again. Now, then the girlfriend I was just talking about, the one who I, I restrained and she couldn't move. And she loved, by the way, she loved that she couldn't move. But I was with her after the girl I just mentioned who left me because I wasn't manly enough. And I got into a situation with her where she started to act like a, a bitch to me as well. And she started to get weird. And I fell into that frame for a little while. And then one day something snapped. I was like, no, hold on. I'm in the same situation that I was in before. And she was meant to come round to my place. And when she came round, she comes in the door, she'll lead her into my room. And I let her have all of my anger. And I was like, you have been an absolute bitch to me lately. I was even more angry than you can see right now. I said, you're never gonna do that again. I swear to God, you're never gonna do that again. I was really serious. And then guess what happened? She got wet and we had passionate sex. Then, then, <laughs> yeah, then, then she said to me that she was actually going to end it with me. But I did that. And then it, she saw another side of me. She's like, oh, no, this guy is masculine. And the point is that you have to be prepared to let that stuff out. You really do. I'm not saying you necessarily have to go as far as I went, because if I had called her on little things beforehand I would have never had to reach a point where I was actually that angry but the point is to whatever extent you're feeling things like this or your boundaries have been crossed or your boundaries have been crossed or you feel disrespected yeah you want to let that know like here's another one I was with a friend of mine years ago and a man grabbed a butt in a club and I walked up to him and I confronted him I didn't fight him I didn't do that I said bro you you just grabbed my friend's ass that is absolutely wrong. You need to apologize. Now, there was no over aggression at all beyond the fact that I walked up to him and said, I do not like the fact that you did that. That was unacceptable. And my friend really liked that. She was probably attracted to me because of it. I'm saying probably looking back in hindsight, but the point is that she really liked that because that shows all oh, masculine energy, strong guy, et cetera, et cetera. But to answer your question, because like you said, how do I start to integrate this stuff? Start looking back at things that you've been doing and then realize, number one, how you screwed yourself over and number two, what you'll do in future. That's a very good thing to do. And then uh, here's another thing. So there's a few things. So you're going to write the list of ways that you can screw yourself over. If I were you, make some notes about this, actually. Actually, do you have a pen? Do you have a yeah. pen or something? Um, mm. Yes. So you're going to write a list of all the ways you've been hurting yourself by being too nice. And you want that list to be really painful. And when I say really painful, I mean really painful. You want to look at that list and cry. And I mean that as well. Well, 
or, or at the very least feel huge anger because that anger, the more pain that list makes you feel, the more likely you're going to be to make sure you never do that stuff ever again. So this is very important. And then also, and go in depth as well. You want this to be epic. This isn't bullet points. Like I would like you to write a thousand words if you can about how you've hurt yourself by not being masculine enough. And then on the flip side, I'd also like you to write um, how things will be better when you are more masculine and when you show your dominant side to women, what that actually looks like as well. So you run away from the stick and you run towards the carrot of the new sexual experiences that you have with girls. girls. So let me, let me say this really quickly. Um, because this list is actually going to be very hard for me, I honestly believe. One of the things that I, I kind of believe as well, maybe is we can talk it out, but one of the things that I actually believe is that the lifestyle you're able to provide has, mm. has something to do with your masculinity as well. What, what I mean, just to be super clear, is that I've you know, I hang around friends that have the Lambo and have the nice house and stuff like that. And I see how commanding they can be when we go out towards women and yada, yada. And so I always associated that type of lifestyle with them being able to command and demand that from other women and people like in their environment. Mm. All right, so you've got basically one or two options. Option number one is that you build yourself up to reach the level that you believe you need to be at in order to allow yourself to do the thing that you're currently not allowing yourself to do. You understand what I said? That's option number one. But option number two, you actually look at that belief and you say, is that necessarily true? Like, for instance, say where I am right now in Bali, there's um, a place called Ubud. And in Ubud, there's a huge kind of spiritual kind of hippie community. Now, there's low, all of the women in that community are very attractive because they all do yoga they all watch their weight they're all like they they're all into beauty they're all very hot but they don't care about the men who are at the top of that scene they aren't necessarily men with tons of money they're men who like are, are spiritually in tune and in tune with their masculinity and can teach women about meditation and stuff like that so what i am saying is the things that you think are like unbeatable definite like must-haves not necessarily that's number one another thing i would say as well is that women are attracted to results but they're also attracted to potential as well so if you're a guy who's on his path that is incredibly attractive for instance you've started exercising and you said you've lost 80 pounds in how long how long did it take you to lose 80 like, pounds three months Okay, that's a lot. How much did you weigh before? I was 380. All right, cool. So you've lost almost 25% of your body mass in three months. That's not bad at all. The point I'm making to you is this. The mental state you need to be in in order to lose that much weight in that degree of time, that is also attractive. It's not just about the fact of has he got the six-pack on route to the six pack that's something to be aware of so it's all about how you see yourself like do you see yourself as who you used to be or do you see yourself as 
who you're going to become. Oh man, probably more so who I used to be. I mean, my whole life I've been, I've been, I've been the bigger guy. Um, I've been the butt of the jokes, and so I had to learn how to rebuttal to the butt of the jokes by making more jokes. And hence, sometimes I'm very honest, and it just comes out as funny to everybody else. So, um, yeah, I, I guess to be honest, it's, it's probably been hard to adapt to a newer person or what that would look like. Um, so that's why I think this is, is helpful in terms of that look you're talking about. Start seeing yourself as the guy that you want to be. It's just start visualizing yourself. When you think of yourself, like sit down, and here's another thing you can do. I mean, look, I'm giving you lots of stuff to do and this stuff isn't easy. It will work, but it's not easy to do and it, it will require effort. But who is the guy that you want to be? So what does he look like? What does he do for a living? What sort of hobbies does he have? How does he interact with people? <clears throat> this is actually part of like the whole being dominant thing as well. Like the person you want to be, because this is a huge part of why you want to allow yourself to be dominant. I'm pretty sure it's because you've always been overweight. And then as a result, you feel kind of inferior. So you want to actually allow yourself to be more frigging masculine. Because here's, here's the honest thing. It's like, how much hip hop have you listened to in your life? And you're aware there's this constant theme in hip hop, which is we don't love these hoes. Now, is that a nice thing to say? No, but there is actually, there's a there's something underneath. It, it's not completely false. There is an underlying kernel of truth, which is that I'm a man, I'm on my own path. And these women don't mean nothing to me. Do they go too far? Yes, they do. But you've been exposed to that like message your whole life and you've never actually taken it on board and the reason why I don't think you've ever taken it on board because you won't allow yourself to take it on board because you look in the mirror and you see what you see and then you believe that as a result of what you see you're not allowed to be a certain way and then you have subconsciously just restrained yourself and held yourself back so what we need you to do is to start looking at yourself as the way you want yourself to be and like I say write out who that guy is everything so, like, how does he do his hair? For instance, I know he's got a beard. I'm not commenting on the beard one way or the other, but does the ideal version of you have that beard? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. What does he do for a hobby? Does he do Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Okay, cool. Does he rock climb? All right, cool. Is there something that you would like to do that you don't do because you deep down don't really think you're allowed to do it, whatever it is? Is there, like, a genre of music that deep down you'd like to listen to or some sort of hobby or something. Is there something you'd like to do in bed that you don't do because you're, you're too scared? Loads of people are like that. Loads of people have like fetishes or fantasies or whatever that they don't do because they're like, what is it? Who is this ideal version of you? What does he, how does he interact with his friends? When you're, I just saw basketball on the TV behind you. Like, do you play yeah. basketball? Does the ideal version of you shoot hoops? Who is the yeah. ideal version of you? And then just start thinking about him all the fucking time. So, so I think we're we're getting towards more of like some of the the, the reprogramming, some of the skills, some of the uh, the things that help me more so go from visualizing it to like making it real. Is this some of the things you had to do, like to yeah. embrace your masculinity? I guess. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah. And um, something else that you need to do as well, because when you're, say, let's, let's take the whole masculinity thing, and let's say you decide that when a woman says something disrespectful, you're going to call her out on it. Now, the odds of you nailing that 100% from the start are kind of slim. What's most likely going to happen is you're going to be in situations where, like say, like maybe at first you do it 10% of the time, then it's 15, then 20, then 30, and blah, blah, blah. It's slowly built. But the odds of you saying, I'm going to call the woman out on her BS and then boom, like, like a switch is like that. It is slim. But when you, when you basically fail or when you don't do the thing that you want to do, that you've decided you're going to do, just be aware of it, but don't beat yourself up for it. You know, so it's like, oh, crap, I didn't do it. Okay, so in future, I'm going to do da, da, da. In future, I'm going to do da, da, da. Okay, next time, oh, okay, great. And then when you're successful, yes, I did it. I did it. I'm proud of myself. I did it. Yes, yes. Uh. And then keep going up and going up. You know? So how did, how did this translate? So I guess because this is where I really want to get to the meat of this, how did this, like, this concept translate into your actual – uh, skill set of like texting game and calls and actual dates and getting from dates to the bedroom or wherever you like well, how did that end up translating the thing is this i get what you're saying but the thing that you're kind of missing is beyond beyond something like saying oh you're the man so it's your job to ask the woman out on a date which you know anyway and i'm pretty sure that you're doing stuff like that it, this isn't really a thing where it's like you need to know X, Y, and Z. This is an energy that you're giving off, which is causing women to either be attracted to you or be repelled from you, if you follow. Okay. If, if you follow. Like, for largely, that is it. And I get what you're asking, but you're asking... There's a, okay, here's an example. If I said to you, act like a monkey, like let's say I just said to you, act like a monkey, you would start going, hoo, 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 and you would start like, you'd hunch over and you'd like grab a banana and you'd eat it and you'd find another monkey and you'd start picking little creatures off the monkey's back and eating the creatures and you'd shit into your hand and you'd throw it at someone and you would do all of that stuff naturally because I said, act like a monkey. Or I could tell you to do all of the separate things that you would need to do to act like a monkey separately and you would overload your brain. So then you'd be like, okay, so I'd be hunch over like this. You'd be like, okay, I'm hunching over. Okay, cool. And then I'd go, start going, hoo, hoo, hoo. and you'd be like, okay, hoo, 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 hoo. and then I'd go, all right, now I want you to start picking this. And now you're remembering to hunch over, go, hoo, 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 and then start picking this. And then all of these different things, it's way tougher to do them when you're trying to do them separately because you're managing all of these things rather than the umbrella term which controls all of them which is out like a monkey so what i am saying to you is essentially you're when you're with a woman don't hide away from the fact that you're a man and that you want to fuck her don't hide away from that at all she needs to feel that she really does she needs to feel it in a calibrated <laughs> way but if she doesn't feel it she'll friends on you mm. if she doesn't and the, the trick is uh, the problem what we have as men is how do you actually show that while not being creepy? Because if right. you do that, but the fact is she does need to feel it in order to want you. 
And I would say that on any TV show, because it's true. In order to want you, she needs to feel like you want her. And then it's like, how do you actually do it? But you have to let her feel that. That can be a look. That can be like the way you're looking into her eyes while you're speaking. But she has to actually feel that. And that's number one. Number two, you're in control of your world. You're bringing her into your world. You're not entering her world. This is a very important thing. She is entering your world. And in your world, you do whatever the hell you do in your world. But she is entering your world. And you're not going to you're not going to tolerate things that you don't like. But then those, those key things that I've said, they're, they're umbrella terms that govern a huge amount of actions. So for instance, you say, how does that figure to you getting dates? Well, if it's your world and not her world, that means that when you're inviting her out to do stuff, you're inviting her into your world to do things with you. I mean, obviously you're occasionally going to, do stuff that's nice for her but she's in your world so you're going to do the stuff that you do and she's being a part of the life that you actually have if you're not going to tolerate rudeness then that means that when she says things that you dislike you're going to make sure that she's aware of it you know if you're not going to be afraid of your sexuality for her that then means that if she wears a low-cut top, you're going to comment on the fact that it's a low-cut top and that it's distracting. You don't have to stay there, but you're going to say, you know, that's a very low-cut top and that's very distracting. Is that in a good way? Well, yeah. I mean, in whatever way you think it is, but yeah, it'd be a good way. But you just say it because here's the thing. Like, say you're on a date with a girl. Do you really think a woman you're on a date with is gonna expect you to not check out her body she wants you to like her body she does and even if she she does because she wants you to want her she wants you to want her for a number of reasons she wants you to like her mind and her personality and duh, duh, duh. but she does want you to want her body and if she's out with you and you're speaking to her as though she's just one of the guys then she's going to think one of two things either number one this guy's not into me or number two this guy's a coward mm. and both of those aren't good you would be surprised the sorts of conversations you can get into with girls or the sort of things that will happen when you just start embracing this part of you It's a lot to take in. Mm. Yeah, it is. Um, how long have we been here for now? I've just had an idea, right? So we can do this on a regular basis. Are you, and go away and think about this, but would you be committed to meeting up with me once a week to do this and then we can guide you over time to get from where you are right now to where you want to be. You want me to answer right now or? No, just think about it, really. Okay. I mean, I'm, about yeah. this, is, uh, this is something that, that's been on my mind because this, I've always felt like this is tied into personal development. Um, when we talk about stepping into that role 
uh, like I've I've felt I've felt this for a while in terms of there's been multiple situations I'm out with people or women and I'm like man I'm just letting her talk 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 but in the back of my mind I'm like all right just you know I mean be quiet like this is where I want to take the conversation but I'm just just being a nice guy like just letting her say what you need to say get it off your chest and let's keep it moving versus like 2011 back in like my college days and stuff like that I'm, I'm way more intentional but deemed as rude and to people and stuff like that so I kind of just scaled it back mm. yeah well here you go so like I say everything I have told you today is not going to be easy to do at all no, but it will work and you can do it. You have done harder things in your life. You do harder things in your life on a daily basis. You can actually pull this off. If we are to do this where we work together and we do these weekly videos, I would need commitment from you. I would need a commitment from you that you will week to week to week dedicate yourself to everything that I'm actually teaching you and basically focus on improving your life if you do you'll get to where you want to be so have a think about that and oh you've disappeared why have you disappeared okay there you are have a think yeah. about that and then yeah let's talk at another date really but i've given you tons to digest now so shit okay <laughs> All right, so anyway, so that's been it for today's episode of the Game Global Cod, Cod, Codcast. The Game Global Podcast. I'm Kieran Callum, and this is the sexy and the vivacious Edmund. And <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and yeah, so if you're curious about being coached by me, um, details are on screen. Book a call. We'll lay out a road. Now, well, firstly, actually, we'll have to decide whether or not working together will be a good fit. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if it is, we'll lay out a roadmap that you can use to get from where you are right now to where you want to be and smash your dating and your sexual goals. Hopefully, we will see Edmund here again next week. But if not, have yourself a fantastic life, basically. And yeah, you know, the truth is this, right? If I never, ever talk to you ever again, and you just obsessively look at all of those notes, you will change your life. So if we never speak again, just make that stuff there your Bible. And then obviously you'll, you can watch this video again when it's posted online as well to remember anything I said that you didn't get a chance to note down. But huge shifts in your dating life will come as a result of everything I've said today. So, yeah. Good to talk to you, man. I wish you nothing but the best and take care. Karen, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Talk yeah, to you no soon. Way. Yeah, bye-bye.